forgiveness is like sweet, sweet honey on my lips. Like the sound of a symphony to my ears. It's like holy water on my skin. Dead man walking, slave to sin. I want to know about being born again. I need you. Oh, God, I need you. So take me to the riverside. Take me under baptize. I need you. Oh, God, I need you. Your forgiveness is like sweet.
Just a, a minute before we sing this next song. And it's called It Is Well With My Soul. And what I want us to do as we sing this song, as you sing this song, think about your soul. The one thing that matters most to God. The one thing that should matter most to us. Where will we spend eternity? What will we do when our name is called? Just think about that as we sing this song and as we pray right now. God, we just, we just want to lift each one up to you today. For those watching online, for those that are here in your presence today. God, just help us to consider where we are in our relationship with you where we need to be in our relationship with you. God, we want to be able to say, it is well with my soul. Amen.
this one work? Hey, thanks, Matt. All right. Uh, real quick reminder, the our witnessing class this afternoon, Conversations, is uh, at 3 o'clock. We still have a few slots. We've had some people that signed up, and due to illness or whatever, they're not going to be able to make it. So we would like uh, like to invite a few more folks. Uh, Sign-up sheet is still in the foyer. But uh, uh, 3 o'clock on the money, we'll get started. And, uh, and I think it's going to be a really, really good afternoon. So come and, come and be with us. All right, good morning again. Welcome to the Lord's House, Hebrews chapter 12. We work our way through the book of Hebrews on Sundays, Hebrews 12, 12 through 17. If you're looking at the title sheet or title screen, title screen, uh, be careful and uh, look at the picture. It's uh, obviously a picture of a, of a key ring and quite a few keys on the ring. That's what we wanted. There's more than one key. There are a few, and, but there's one key hanging down, and I want to draw attention to that one key. We're going to talk, uh, this will be on the screen in a little bit, not right now, but we're going to talk about when you are tired, discouraged, and depressed, and that's exactly what the text is, and there's an outline of this on the back side of your announcements if you'd like to use that. But there are several keys to that issue, there's one key that we're going to talk about this morning. I don't want to talk about all the keys. just want to talk about one. So, okay, uh, Hebrews chapter 12, uh, 12 through 17. And I'm going to kind of, we'll read the whole text, but eventually we'll cut this text almost in half and deal with the last half first. But the title is Be Careful, and that will be hopefully be obvious to you here in a minute. Verse 12, therefore strengthen the hands which hang down and the feeble knees. Uh, make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be dislocated but rather be healed. Pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Now, this is kind of the second half and here in a little bit I'll deal with the second half first. Looking carefully, that's where the title came from. Be careful. Looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God. It's kind of like this. No one ever sets out to fall short of the grace of God. No one ever says, hey, that's what I want to do. I want to fall short of the grace of God. And so the, the, the warning, instruction is be careful so that you don't. Uh, be careful lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble, and by this many become defiled. Lest there be any fornicator or profane person like Esau. Remember the Old Testament uh, brother of Jacob, Jacob and Esau. Like Esau, who for one morsel of food sold his birthright. There's part of the story. For you know that afterward, when he wanted to inherit the blessing, there's another part of the story, he was rejected, for he found no place for repentance, though he sought it diligently with tears. We're going to look at this next screen. Here it is again. I've already said it. When you're tired, discouraged, and depressed, 
and leave that just for a minute. I want to kind of introduce and get started this way. Almost every issue that you deal with in your life, I've found, you can find a Bible story that addresses it, that helps you, that gives you instruction and gives you help. Almost everything that you go through, every, almost every, every question you have, every problem, you're going to find a Bible story. Something, maybe even a parable that Jesus tells or an Old Testament in the Old Testament, there's a story of Elijah, and I'm going to refer to it, not going, not going to, to read it. It comes out of 1 Kings, like chapter 18 through 20, something like that. But you need to read the whole story. But if you're tired, discouraged, and depressed, it's hard for me to think of a better story than, than that one. And you've got to go back and read about where Elijah started on the Mount, uh, Mount Carmel, and the uh, prophets of Baal, there's that. And then his encounter with Ahab and the rain and the cloud, this is cool, the cloud that comes up out of the sea. And Elijah uh, asks his servants to go back, go back seven times and look at that cloud. And there's a lot, there's a lot there. At that cloud that came up and the rain and then his encounter with Jezebel. And he goes to the brook and the, the birds and the brook. And then he winds up in the cave, and three times, three different things, ha th three different things happen, and he wonders, is that God? Is is that God speaking? And finally, God comes to him, and that part right there, that that part in the cave, when God says to Elijah, Elijah, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? And if you are tired, and discouraged, and depressed. I think, uh, don't you, don't raise your hand, but some of you, doesn't it work, kind of work out like that? I just want to go in a cave somewhere and hide, okay? Maybe I'm the only one, but that is me. That is me. I could, I just want to go to a cave and hide out, and, and God comes to him and says, Elijah, what are, you, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? He asks him twice, and uh, the interesting thing is Elijah and God have this conversation, but God doesn't explain himself. God, he, he just gives Elijah a list of new things to do. That's his answer to it. He gives Elijah a, a new list of, okay, here, I, I want you to go here, I want you to go here, I want you to go here. I want you to do these three things. There's that story. If you're tired and discouraged and depressed, beyond the text that we're going to read now, Go back and read that story, read it carefully, and then read it again, and then read it again, and then read it again. And let the Holy Spirit take his word and speak to you through that story. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, we've been talking about a race, and uh, run this race with patience, and the race that is set before you, and your race is different than everyone else's. When I'm tired and discouraged and depressed, I look around me sometimes and I wonder, why isn't everybody else? <laughs> why does it feel like I'm the only one that's tired or discouraged or depressed? And, but uh, I've got to remember that the, the instruction is to run my race, and so my race is different than yours. And so we're all going to be at a different place. So run the race with patience and, 
and he's been talking about that up, up to this point. And from 12 to 17, he's trying to encourage because there's sometimes along the race that you want to just stop and quit because you are what? Tired, discouraged, and depressed. And I just, I'm, I'm tired of running the race. I want to step out of the race for a while. Can I just pause a minute or a while and let the race go on without me? Can I just stop running the race? Can I do something because I'm tired, discouraged, and, and depressed? And that's why he starts out with that first verse. Strengthen the hands which hang down and the feeble knees and make straight the paths for your feet. He's trying to encourage about getting back in the race. Now, that's the first part. Let's go to the second half. Like I said, we would, we would do the second half first. Uh, I've already read it. I'm not going to reread the whole thing, but just again, uh, looking, looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God. Be careful of the root of be careful of the root of bitterness that is liable to spring up. Be careful how you let it. Being tired, discouraged, and depressed. Be careful how you let it affect and change you. And he uses Esau. Not going to go, that's an Old, Old Testament story. Not going to go back and cover all of that. But a lot of you know, not all of you do, but a lot of you will remember the story. And he uses Esau as an example of be careful that you're not like this. When you are tired and discouraged and depressed, I want to repeat what the author says. Be careful. Because right here, right now, that's where you make mistakes that you may not ever recover from. Okay? I'll say it again. I know it's repetitive, but sometimes we need to hear it again. If you're tired, discouraged, and depressed, I want you this morning, right now, to be careful. And don't do something that you're never going to recover from. Now, that sounds kind of like over the top. But it's amazing the number of people I've seen do that. I felt myself come so close to that. I have, I have heard the Holy Spirit often in my life. Now, you be careful right here what you say. You, you be careful right here what you do. Because if you're not careful, you won't recover from this. Okay? Be careful. Be careful how you let it affect and change you, this being tired, depressed, and discouraged. Uh, so Esau, is, be careful because when you're this way, it, if you're not careful, it becomes all about you, all right? It becomes all about you. One, it's like the red flag to being tired, discouraged, and, de and depressed is my thought in life. It, it just all becomes about me. And the pastor uses Esau as an example. So Esau comes in from a hunt. And, and he hasn't been successful. He's tired. He's wore out. He's discouraged. He's depressed. He's tired. And he comes to Jacob, his, his brother, and, his, and uh, Jacob has made a pot of soup. And so Esau comes in and says, I, I'm starving to death. I'm starving to death. Well, truthfully, Esau is a little, a little bit of a drama queen. Okay, he's not starving to death. He's hungry. 
Now, we all, we've all used the term, I'm starving to death, I'm starving to death. The truth is, most of you don't even know what that means, okay? You're hungry. You're not starving to death. So Esau, but, but in Esau's mind, it's, it's all, I'm, I'm, I'm starving to death. I've got to have that bowl of soup or I'm going to die. No, you're not. But it's all about him, see? And so Jacob says, well, if you'll sell me your birthright. Now, that includes the inheritance. And, and a lot of times we, we just concentrate on that. Well, that's, that's the inheritance. Well, that's a big deal. But birthright's more than that. Birthright means also it's almost as big a deal as the, as the inheritance is. Birthright means that you are now the spiritual leader of the family. Well, Esau had it because even though they're, even though they're, they're twins, Esau came out first. Esau is the older son. Jacob's trying to get the birthright. Esau sells his birthright for a bowl of soup. Just dwell on that a minute. He sells his inheritance, but also that means that, that whoever has the birthright is, will be the spiritual leader of, of, the, of the clan. They didn't have church, they didn't have, didn't have pastors, they didn't have priests. The man of the house was the spiritual leader of the house, the one who had the birthright. Esau says, I don't care anything about it. I don't, I don't care anything about that. I'll, Jacob, you can, you can have it. So Jacob not only gets the, the inheritance, but Jacob becomes the spiritual leader now of the clan because he bought the birthright from Esau. Esau. Esau said, I don't care anything about it. So he sells all that for a bowl of soup. That's crazy. You think, well, you know, I wouldn't do that, but be careful. I know very well. That when you're thinking right, when everything's going right, you're not going to make stupid mistakes like that. You're not going to do something crazy like that. But when things aren't going well, and when things are going real bad, not just not well, when things are going real bad, all of a sudden you're not thinking the same way. You're not looking at things the same way. And you make terrible choices and you make terrible mistakes that you won't recover from. Esau sold his birthright, inheritance, and the right to be the spiritual leader of the clan for a bowl of soup. After he ate the soup, I guarantee you, what, what did he think? God, what have I done? What have I done? See, you, you, you can't go back now. You can't go back to Jacob Hey, Jacob, I didn't mean it. Hey, 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 come on, come on. Jacob said, no, 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 no. You sold it to me. It's mine. Jacob's not giving it up. So there's no way to get it. No, there's no way to get it back. You've lost it. He, you never get that back. And the story goes on to the last part. And if you're not careful, you, maybe sometime, maybe as you read the last part of it, that last sentence especially, uh, you may not read that exactly right, but as, he, as the story goes on, there, there, there was that. And then uh, Isaac is going to bless his two sons. And you remember that story where J Jacob fools him and pretends to be Esau. And Isaac blesses 
Jacob thinking it's Esau. That's a convoluted, convoluted story. And Esau comes in and, and Jacob tricks Esau out of the blessing. And there's another story there. But as Isaac gives the blessing meant for Esau to Jacob. And so now Jacob has the birthright and he has the, he has the blessing. And that last verse that we read, verse, verse 17, where Esau is so upset and uh, he wanted to inherit the blessing. That's that part there. Verse 17, he was rejected for he found no place for repentance. You can't go back from that. You can't change that. Though he sought it di diligently with tears, it's not the repentance he was seeking with tears. It's the blessing. The tears comes about the blessing. That's all he cared about. Esau was all about Esau. There's the problem. Be careful. Now, the key we're going to talk about, let's go back up to the, the first part that we read, strengthen the hands, but I want to key in on uh, verse 14. Here's the key. Anybody, I promise you this, I, know, I see it in myself, I see it in people who I talk to all the time, you're not going to like the key. Okay? I'm going to give you the, the biblical answer for when you are tired, discouraged, and depressed, and no one wants to hear it. Esau doesn't want to hear this. Okay? Verse 14. Pursue peace. Here's what you do. Pursue peace with all people and holiness, without which no one will, will see the Lord. The next screen Pursue peace and purity. Pursue peace and holiness or pursue peace and purity. That's what holiness means. Pursue peace with all people. Pursue peace with God. Start. Now, it's pursue. Not sit there and wait on them. Here it is. I'm so tired. I'm so discouraged. And I'm so depressed, I wish, someone, I wish someone would call. I wish someone would come and see me. Is that the answer? No. I wish somebody, I'm so down, I'm so out, I wish someone would come and help me. Is that the answer? No, that's what you want to hear. That's, what, that's the answer you want it to be. When Elijah was in the cave, God, I'm so down, I'm so out, I'm tired, I'm discouraged and, and depressed. Would you send somebody, is that what God did? No. What God do? Elijah, get up. I've got three things for you to do. But God, that's not going to help me. <laughs> Elijah said, oh yeah, it is. That's exactly what's going to help you. Pursue peace with people they're not coming to you that's not what the scripture says you go to them you pursue it but I'm tired I'm discouraged and I'm depressed exactly exactly you mean that's the key 
Exactly. It is, it is the key. It's not the key you expected. It's not the key you want. It is the biblical key that's talked about in so many stories over and over again. This is the key. Pursue peace with people. Just go out and help them. Go out and pursue peace with them. And holiness, now, get your life right with God. Now, holiness is imparted through what Jesus did for us. I understand that. There's no way I can be holy on, on my own. I am The only way I can be holy is because he already is. But the holiness talked about here, I realize it's imparted by what Jesus has done for me, but now I've got to live that out. Here, here it is. Clean up your life. Clean up your life. If there's something you're doing that you know God says not to do, stop it. If there's something you know you're supposed to do that you're not, start it. Stop it. Start it. Whatever. What it is, what, what is it? Get up and do something. Get up and do something. Pursue peace and purity. Look out. Look up. Don't look in too much. Look out. Look outward. Look up. Look out as people. Look up is God. God, what would you have me do? Who can I reach? Who, who can I help? God, what would you have me do? Man, I don't feel like that. I'm tired and discouraged and depressed. I know it. But this is the key. Here's what I tell everybody, and you, a lot of you have heard me. Stop laying in bed. Okay, because tired, discouraged, and depressed, that's what you want to do. I want to go to bed and cover my head with the covers. You know, I want to find a cave somewhere. Of course you do. Of course you do. Everybody who's tired, discouraged, and, and, de- and depressed, the natural part of it says that's the an- answer. But see, all of that comes back to it's all about me. It's all about me. But it isn't all about me. So the key is look out. And look up. Don't look in. And that's what you're doing. And Okay, I've told you that again and again and again. I want to show you a verse that I use a lot. And it helps me a lot. And I want you to see something from the verse. Matthew 11, 28, 29. If you're tired, discouraged, and depressed, you expect me to use this verse. Where Jesus says, come unto me. Now, here's, there's, there'll be two screens here. We love the first one. Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. Matt, let's just leave this here a minute, and I'll give you rest. That's what I want to hear. Come unto, Jesus said, come unto me, all you who labor and heavy laden, and I'll give you, I'm tired and discouraged and depressed. Jesus, I just want to find a cave somewhere. I want to find a bed somewhere, cover up my head. I just want, I need to come to you and give you, you give me rest. Absolutely. He absolutely will. How's he going to do it? But there's another verse. We often don't get this. The next verse is, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Yoke, a lot of you don't know this, haven't seen this. Yoke is if... uh, in today's terms, if you were driving a team of horses, two, one on the left, one on the right, it's the collar that goes around the neck. 
and you hook the trace chain to it, and that's what you pull, the cart, the plow, whatever. It's two horses working as a team. That's what the yoke is, the collar, the yoke. So Jesus said, come unto me, I'll give you rest. Here's what I'll do. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Now that doesn't mean I'm going to take my yoke off and give it to you. What it means is take my yoke with you, with me. Jesus would say it this way. Let's team up. You take a yoke, I'm going to take a yoke, learn from me. We're going to pull this cart together. We're going to pull this plow together. Because before, it was all you. The Holy Spirit is speaking right here. Before today, before this morning, the reason you come in the Lord's house tired, discouraged, and depressed is because it's all you. Like Esau, like Elijah. It's all you, and it's wore you out. And so you're tired, discouraged, and depressed. Jesus said, come to me, but we're not going to sit. Sorry. Come to me, but we're not going to bed and covering up our, our head. Sorry. That's not what we're doing. Come to me, but we're not finding a cave. Mm-mm. That's not what we're doing. We're going to do something. We're going to lift those hands. We're going to lift those heads. We're going to lift those, we're going to lift those knees. We're going, to, we're going to do something. But to do something now, you've got to learn from me. You got to, you, we're going to pull this wagon. We're going to pull this plow together as a, as a team. It's not going to be you anymore. It's going to be me and you. This is Jesus speaking. It's going to be me and you. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and lowly in heart, and you'll find rest for your soul if you start doing it with Jesus and allow Jesus to start doing it with you. I'm going to put the last two screens up. The problem is this race is tiring you out. You're doing it yourself. You're trying to do it on your own. The answer is get back in the race a different way. The answer is not staying in the cave. The answer is not staying in bed. The answer is getting up, pursuing, looking out, look, looking up. But now we're going to do it a different way. We're going to get back in the race a different way. From this morning on, we're going to do it a different way. My relationships, they may be what's wearing me out. Him, her, them. Okay, I get that. This morning, Jesus, I need to team up with you. I need to yoke with you. I'm not ready to quit the race, but I can't go on like this. I'm not ready to back out of the race, but I, I got to do something different. I got to run the rest of my race differently. I promise you. I've had to do this. I don't know how, how often I've had to do this. Lord, I just, I've got to do something different. Right. Jesus, show me how to do this, 
how to run this race. Jesus, I need you to run this race with me. The answer is to get back in the race, but this morning to do it a different way. Jesus, I need your help. I can't, I can't go on like this. If it's relationships, if it's job, it's school, it's church, it's, it's uh, your home, your family, your friends, everything. God, I just, I, I got to run this race differently. Jesus, would you show me how? I don't want to just quit. Hey, can we just say that right, right now? Can we, in, in your heart, can you, can, you just, uh, can you just agree with me? I don't want to just quit. I don't want to just quit. I don't want to back out, out and back off. But I got to do something different. Exactly. I'm going to ask you to stand and musicians are going to come. And that's what this prayer time is, is for. This prayer time is asking the Lord to help us run this race differently, in a different way. Whatever you're doing, whatever the race is, it's, it's important stuff. It's, it's, it's important things. And it doesn't need to just be quit. It doesn't need to just stop. But you're going to have to run it differently with Jesus by your side. I'm going to ask you to bow your head and just listen to the Holy Spirit as he deals with you individually. Remember, your race isn't like anyone else's. You can't compare your race to anyone. This is yours. And everybody else around you may be doing fine, but you know in your heart you're just, you're just really tired right now and really, dis, really discouraged and maybe, maybe, de, de, maybe depressed right now. And you're not ready to quit. You're not ready to give up. But you've got to do it a different way. Jesus, would you help me do that? I'm not ready to quit. Jesus, I'm asking you to help me. If you need to come to an altar and pray about your race, what's going on in your life with those who you have to run the race with, if you need to come to an altar and pray, what you're doing is just asking for help. You're you're just asking for help. Jesus, I need your help. If you want to come and and pray and, and ask Jesus for his help, while they play, play and sing, we invite you to come. You hear the voice of love that's calling. There's a chair that waits for you. And a friend who understands everything you're going Standing at a distance In the shadow of your shame There's a light of hope that's shining Won't you come take your place And bring it all to the table 
see the way 